I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. North Korea and South Korea have had a complicated and tense rivalry since the Korean War, with many standoffs, infractions, conflicts, and even some resolutions. Yesterday, they faced off yet again, but this time it was a football match. The women's football teams for the two countries played each other as part of the Olympic qualifiers with a 0-0 draw, and this comes after the North Korean team's recent 4-1 defeat of the South Korean team at the Asian Games quarterfinals. What's interesting is that the twin countries' athletic competition matches their turbulent political rivalry, with both countries having their own strong suits. As pointed out by the Economist, North Korea leads the way in women's sports and mass weapons, while South Korea bests them in men's sports and conventional military might. The countries have even historically used athletic events to push political agendas, such as for the bombing of Korean Airlines Flight 858 in 1987. When it was decided that the 1988 Olympic game would be hosted in Seoul instead of them being jointly hosted in Pyongyang, North Korea spies bombed the international flight to incite a panic before the summer games. And then a few years later in 1991, the two countries presented a joint team to the World Table Tennis Championship waving a flag of unified Korea in order to ease tensions between the states. The 2018 Asian Games saw another unified Korean team following a series of diplomatic talks between the countries. But anyway, the 1987 bombing is not the only controversy that has plagued North Korea's sporting activities. In 2011, the women's football team was disqualified from the 2015 World Cup after several players failed steroid tests. In spite of all this, the women's football team has a lead point on North Korea's international athletic endeavors. Out of the 20 matches with their South Korean counterparts, they have won 16 and lost only one. So this spectacular success of women's football in North Korea also reveals a lot about the position of women in sports in the country, with greater recognition and importance given to the female teams when compared internationally. In the recent Asian Games, for example, 10 out of 11 goals won by North Korea were earned by female athletes. And the Kims, you know, the dynastic leaders of North Korea. Even built a dedicated academy in Pyongyang in the 1980s to identify and train female players from an early age. But this is, of course, only half the story. Despite the success of women in sports, North Korea remains a deeply patriarchal society. Just look at the September's Asian Games, for example, when the sole male gold medalist was chosen over female athletes to hoist the national flag at the games' closing ceremony. But the government, on the other hand, Does exploit the success of women teams to push its own propaganda of a gender equal society, in spite of widespread gender disparity. Kim Jong Un even plastered his face over the women's team's victories, like when they won the East Asian Football Federation's top prize in 2015 by attributing their success to the party's leadership. This sounds familiar, isn't it? For the next few minutes you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 30th October 2023. Okay so consider this. According to data put together by the US Customs and Border Protection, during the last fiscal year roughly 42,000 Indians entered the United States. 
illegally after crossing the infamous US-Mexico border. And if you're wondering what is exactly new about Indians sneaking into the US, then here's the deal. The numbers have shot up significantly. For one, the number of Indians illegally crossing the Mexican border last fiscal year is more than double the count from the year before. And this number, you know, 42,000, grows even more dramatic when you compare it to the years before the pandemic. For example, in 2016, India accounted for only 3,668 illegal migrants in the US. In 2017, it was 3,135. And in 2018, it was 9,234. So clearly, the number of Indians illegally migrating to the United States is on the rise. In fact, a spectacular rise. The Wall Street Journal reported that lately so many Indians have been flocking to America's southern border that nonprofits helping migrants in Arizona had to rethink dietary restrictions due to cultural and religious differences. The newspaper further pointed out that nearly all Indians turn themselves to border patrol because they are seeking asylum. Although officially most Indians cite persecution on the grounds of religion or sexuality as the reason for seeking asylum in the US, but the real deal is the lure of dollar. Mostly blue-collar workers from Punjab and now increasingly from Haryana, Delhi and Gujarat as well migrate to America illegally. The print reported earlier this year that some of them who took donkey trips to the US, and I'll come back to these donkey trips later, are earning rupees 3 to 4 lakhs per month in the US for the same jobs for which they would barely get 25,000 rupees in India. You know, jobs like nursing, driving and managing stores are some of the more popular jobs and roughly 80% of those migrants from India are single adults. But of course, this plan isn't foolproof. Some asylum seekers get rejected and are deported back to India. But still, the prospect of earning in dollars is too shiny for India's youth in rural areas battling inflation, lack of meaningful opportunities and rising unemployment. So much so that they are willing to go through the impossible tasks that come with illegal border hopping. Now, of course, the question is how? How do Indians travel all the way to Mexico to enter the US? And the answer is donkey migration. I'm sure by now you must have heard that Shah Rukh Khan is collaborating with Rajkumar Hirani for a film called Donkey. It is said to be based on the phenomenon that is donkey migration. And while talking about cinema, Bollywood is late to the party because the Punjabi film industry has already made a film on this topic. Anyway, let me quickly break down donkey for you. So donkey is an illegal method of entering a foreign country via multiple stops in other countries. Across Punjab and Haryana, legally questionable immigration agencies employ many different methods to exploit every possible loophole in existing policies. Men and women who run these agencies are famously called donkers or agents. What donkers do is that they craft a route for their clients seeking to go abroad. One of the popular routes include catching a flight from Delhi to Sharjah in UAE, and then from UAE to Baku in Azerbaijan, then from Baku to Istanbul in Turkey, then to Panama City and El Salvador, and then from El Salvador to Tapachula in Mexico, and then finally crossing over to the US from Tijuana or Mexicali in Mexico. But here's a twist. It is not as easy as jumping from one flight to another. To evade authorities, People undertaking donkey trips have to hide, wait for days and months, and sometimes even go without food and water. Sometimes donkers even make clients walk the whole length of the Darien Gap that connects Colombia with Panama. And on the way, there is always the threat of mafias and cartels. Satpal Singh, for example, who is a driver in the US, told Hindustan Times about his donkey trip, and I'm reading it out verbatim. The journey from Guatemala to Mexico border 
was the most painful one. I was packed along with 20 others in the back of a truck with just enough room for us to stand and were taken on a 24-hour journey in such circumstances. We were unable to breathe at times and had no water or food. We were told that if anybody died, we should simply throw the body out and carry on. End quote. And this entire arrangement costs anywhere between rupees 30 to 60 lakhs. Moreover, agents or donkers offer no guarantee that their clients will make it to their dream countries. In fact, there have been reports of people freezing to death during these donkey trips. But anyway, as we discussed earlier, the phenomenon still persists. Rather, it's raging on. And just for your information, a new hindrance has popped up. El Salvador, one of the stops in donkey trips, is now imposing a fee of 1000 US dollars from Indian travelers before entry into their international airport. And you can very well guess the reason. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Samewal, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.